Coming to you from the Loading Ready Run Orbiting Underground Moon Base, it's the Lurecast! Which but is, no. No, this is pre-recorded. No, this is post-recorded. Post yeah. Wait, you can't record it after we do it. Yeah, you can. No. Yeah. We have no technology. Anyway. I, think, <laughs> I do, I, I like that that is actually like a pretty common thing now. The like. Post-recording? Yeah, post-recording with, with cameras and stuff. Or, or even with, um, with uh, uh, like capture things. You'd be like, like the, the capture card we have. Mm-hmm has a functionality where it's got like, it, it comes with a, this big red button mm -hmm. and you can set it so it like is always capturing and discarding stuff. Okay. And so oh, you'd be so like, I like... did something cool. Bang, hit the button. So it's oh, just like okay. the... And then That's it goes how... back a minute or whatever. Right, 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 right. Stuff. That's how the phantom cameras work. It's yeah. They buffer and then you just like hit it when you want to grab a section. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's actually surprisingly, it's actually fairly common these days. Most, a lot of cameras have that functionality, hmm. but... Huh. So yes, you can, you can post. See, yeah, there you go. My dad could <laughs> beat up your dad. Dad. <laughs> okay. Papa. <laughs> anyway. So uh, today, last week we did uh, some askler, but uh, today we thought we would do some adviceler. Mm -hmm. So this is like a ask ask. Lures advice on things. Yeah. Should we disclaim this by saying we're not psychics? And if you, if, if this makes your life worse, it's not our fault. Oh, it's totally our fault, but okay. we're not liable for it. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Please, that, that, please take everything, uh, anything the Loading Ready Run crew says uh, with the amount of salt. That A geode of salt. Yes. Yeah. We uh, uh, we are not doctors or qualified or even really high-functioning human beings in any way. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> All right, let's... Questions. So, yes, so uh, James is going <clears> to <throat> select some questions, and uh, we'll see what our panel of experts has to say. We just explained we're not experts. <laughs> we're experts in yeah. answering advice-ler questions. Okay. That's, yeah. that's, our, that's where our expertise lies. There are no more expert people at sitting in these chairs in this relative position to one another than us. You're not exactly. even wrong. Hmm. All right. Are you guys ready? Yes. No. Here we go. The very first question, which I'm asking because I tweeted this earlier, and this was actually the first question asked was, what's the best way to hide a body? <laughs> mm. That's an interesting question. Isn't it you saw it into pieces, put it in a dumpster, and there's, a, there's like a quart of gasoline or something? Or uh, gallon? I, I usually use my bodies to Seriously? house living humans. Ah, yes. I see. Yeah, wait, what? I like exactly. the way whose skin are you winning, are you wearing? I like the way Cameras. you I like the way you said that as if there's like a a generally yeah, accepted like, there's way. There's a converged upon solution. I've heard that there is one. <laughs> heard from who? I don't know. Where? Don't know. Stop <laughs> going on 4chan, dude. <laughs> Like that's that's uh, how to get rid of a body. We did a whole video about this a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, just you should probably not Bernie's. follow, not follow any of the things in there. No. But yeah, if you do have to get rid of a body, the weekend at Bernie's method, mm -hmm. where you just basically pretend it's not dead. Pretend, yeah, just just pretend that it's not happening. Pretend everything is fine. That's how I get rid of a lot of things in my life. Yeah, actually. yeah just ignore them. Just ignore <laughs> and them. Then and then they go away, or they get so bad. Pretend that, that they're not. You a have thing. to ignore them. Mm -hmm. Hide it in a police station. I like you ignore them until it gets so bad that you have to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's. I think that's enough for the uh, the, the waste I have body. Let's ask a real question. <clears throat> All right. Um, I don't actually know if any of you have any uh, uh, experience here, although I don't know. Tips for dating in college. College. Oh. Man. Which I guess we could pretty easily turn into tips for meeting new people. Period in college would also be, um, I think, acceptable. Avoid your own faculty. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, you don't want to date with people that you see in class all the time, because if That's it goes, I've it's heard. like dating in the workplace, right? So, like, I mm -hmm. have, uh, I have almost no experience dating, weirdly mm -hmm. enough. Despite having had 
a reasonable number of girlfriends in my lifetime. I I don't know a thing about dating. Yeah, it just well, me sort of either. like yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know how that happens. It, no. It's I, f I feel like 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 you're you're saying with hmm. the avoid like people in your faculty and there's always like avoid your your work people and stuff. Yeah, like I think the real key is you have you got to get like that third, the third place. You know, they always talk about. There's oh always yeah, yeah, yeah. This idea there's of the like there's like the home, home workplace, and then somewhere else. So mm -hmm. well, I mean, you, you know, have doing the, the rest of the student tree to pick from. But mm -hmm. but I mean, like you need some way to meet people, right? Right. right. <laughs> if you're at if you're only at your class or your job where you don't necessarily want to uh, get into a relationship with people, and then you go home, mm. and the chances of somebody, you know breaking into your house and then you falling in love with them are pretty slim. Yeah, unless you're in like a Spider uh, Spider Robinson short story. <laughs> no, 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 at home is where you date your waifus. Yeah, oh, right. no, yeah. The limitless so, yeah, so, so there's like the, like, you know, hobbies, <coughs> uh, extracurricular activities. Yeah, studying other, in a cafe, I don't know. Other, other things. Mm -hmm. I actually have never, now that I think about it, I've never dated in the way that it's presented in popular yeah. media. <clears throat> I mean, I usually... from what I hear, it sounds awful, yeah. if I'm perfectly honest. And I mean, like, the whole workplace thing is also just, like, made mainly a... It's one of those caveats that you... that are also solved by just having good relationships. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, right? Mature relationships. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know, maybe you just, like, sidestep the whole sort of, uh, like, mating ritual bullshit, make some friends, and then maybe make them more friends. Or yeah. not. I mean, the, the principle for, like, meeting, you know, meeting people and meeting people in a romantic way is basically the same objective. Yeah. It just depends on the people you meet, really. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's the larger thing of how do you meet people mm -hmm. in college that are interesting people that you want to hang out with. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, all the friends that I made in university were people that I studied with. Uh, essentially, because you would do the, I always thought of it as kind of like pack hunting, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like humans are very good at, at social um, problem solving, right, right? right? So when I studied in a group with people, I found it far more productive because somebody won't get something and you have an, a chance, like usually in a group, everyone between the group, between the group, you will have a perfect understanding of all the material, mm. right? And I always <clears> found it really helpful to explain things to people because I don't actually know if the idea of different learning styles is now being borne out experimentally or if it's it was just a bad idea that somebody had. But I find that I learn really well when I when I'm asked to explain things to people. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, um, that, that's how that to me that always is like the that's yeah. the the sort of pinnacle of. If you the understanding, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it. yeah, if, if, yeah, if you have to have a very good understanding in order to like absorb something, uh, grasp it internally, and then be able to articulate it in your own words. Mm. Um, but I guess we're getting kind of away from the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you do science? <laughs> yeah. So no, like I mean, like yeah. Science. How do you make friends in college, and then oh, how God. do you meet like a partner? You know, I always felt that that sort of thing was, you know, how. Um, <clears throat> when you try to observe very, very small things, mm -hmm. and if you shine light on them, you distort the image. Mm. Kind of like that for dating. It's like if you're trying to date somebody, maybe you're already screwing it up. Yeah. It is just, yeah, meet as many Just like, how do, how do I women? It's like, well, I'm afraid you've already fucked up. Yeah. Meet as many people as you can, and maybe one of those people will like you. Yeah, I mean, or just many like, of those people will get like Tinder. You. <laughs> Or grinder, you know, or grinder, wanna, you know you depending on what you're into. Whatever you're into. I wonder how many subcategories of that that app there are. I don't like, know. like a one for every sort of. You know, hmm. I don't know. All right, you guys ready for your next so, question? So yeah. Sorry, we're no basically, good at all. We, yeah. Basically, we have no interest, no advice on that topic. Sorry. Just all right. Be yourself. I, I, I do feel like uh, all three <laughs> yeah. of you are. Be, uh, your, be yourself, and you know, eventually people will just wander around. It, the worst advice. <laughs> it's maybe not even crazy. Uh, All right, here we go. Do you have any advice for focusing on a single project? I have lots of things I want to do, but can't decide what to try first. Oh, okay. So this is this is a good idea. I just want to emphasize that, like mm -hmm. picking one thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> like it's really hard to give this advice in 
general terms because it's like I don't know what kind of projects you're trying to pick from and how like I think you have to subjectively assess which one you like the most mm -hmm. but it might not be the one you like the most like for example um, uh, I started my comic Dregs uh, because it it was a project I couldn't do wrong and stood to learn a lot from right right it wasn't it's not because um, I have another project that is my sort of dream project that I'm going to do, but um, I don't think that my skill is at a level where I can deliver what I want out of it. Right, right, so right. So I decided to do this one instead. So um, I think you need to honestly assess, you know, what your <clears throat> what your projected outcome for these projects are, and try to settle on one that you think is optimal or at least you know maybe you want to learn from something maybe you already know what you're doing and you want to try something new um i feel as though only you can answer those questions and then once you've sort of narrowed down on like there's, there's other factors right you know like timeline mm -hmm. um maybe even equipment uh, yeah you know opportunities stuff like that these are all factors that only you know and only you can assess. I mean, like maybe just write them all down. It's like, okay, which one of these is the best? Mm -hmm. well, for various interpretations of best. Yeah, like I, I like the idea of like kind of itemizing what you need to get done because that can kind of help you break it down into what feel like much more achievable chunks. But like, I think the worst advice I ever heard for uh, doing a project or working on something new was that like, if it's ever hard, it's something you shouldn't do. Oh. Yeah. No. And it's like, no, no, no. no. It's like, <laughs> heard it from uh, some, I think it was a desert bus sometime in an interview, but it was like, um, if it's hard, you should just quit. Yeah. Oh, but God, it's like that's... the, the, um, uh, when I was working on like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of anything I've accomplished in my life. When I was doing my honors thesis, um, just it sucked be... so hard. Yeah. It was miserable. Yeah. Um, Except for the parts where I would make some kind of progress, mm -hmm. which was amazing, mm. right? Like just transformatively amazing. Yeah. And I think what happens is like once you get past the first project you do, the first like big idea you have that you slog through is going to suck. Yeah. And but the, functioning it sucks, as intended. Yeah. It sucks largely because you don't know how good it is when it's completed. Right. Um, and once you've completed it, completed one, the next ones become easier just because you know that well, you success a is possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You establish like your own standard. Like if you haven't done anything, mm -hmm. you have no idea how good you could be. Yeah. So, um, I mean, maybe just doing that first project where you allow yourself to make a shitload of mistakes and learn a lot is very good. Yeah. And I think the, the, <clears throat> um, the giving yourself permission to make mistakes mm. is really important. And um, if there's one skill I've developed, it's being utterly unashamed of screwing up and making mistakes and That's being wrong. so important. I can't yeah. even, like. Like, I mean, this is something I do on stream, even playing games, yeah. right? I mean, like, making mistakes, like, there is no environment where you are permitted to make mistakes with fewer consequences than playing a video game. Yep. Right? Like. You know, in Magic, if you want to draft a weird deck, there's, like, zero consequences for doing that. Yeah. I mean, None. like, any sort of game setting, that's kind of some of the appeals, that you yeah. can make these uh, errors without consequence. Mm -hmm. We are conditioned to think that failure is the worst situation mm -hmm. you can be in, which is a load of bullshit. Yeah. Well, like... It, um, failure is super valuable. Like, uh, I was reading a paper... Um, uh, like uh, a paper by uh, uh, a guy named Whitesides. It was a chemistry paper. He's talking about um, uh, uh, how we need to reevaluate what chem what we think chemistry is. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about like all the different kinds of chemistry he's done. Whatever. Um, the 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 point he makes very early on in the paper is that good science is science that fails often early and in like in meaningful ways. Mm -hmm. Right. Like. The good experiments you can run, the best experiments, are the ones that produce results quickly and fail clearly. Right. Right? Like produce 
like very definable failures. Well, I was gonna say it's just like that didn't work is a really yeah useful you know contrasting. Yeah, pattern. exactly. And you can only do that if you are unafraid of failure. And it's I mean there is also uh, a lot of there's a a, a big uh, sort of momentum aspect too, mm. where you have to where where you know if you are if you do have you know some big project that you're trying to do that whole the whole idea of sort of splitting it up into little bits and giving yourself that kind of mental you know the the little like whatever dopamine hit mm. of of accomplishing something sort of that you can see uh even if it's not you know the full project but just accomplishing some small aspect of it I was it just gets you sort of yeah. gets you going on, oh, on something. I, I was sketching um, for years and years and years until I started trying to take it more seriously in the last couple years. And things like the daily drawing challenges and like daily bot mm. and all of these like daily exercises were enormously helpful for both technique and confidence because like you do something every single day, you will just get better. Yeah. I incrementally yeah. and <clears throat> excuse me being able to see that progress is really great yeah like when i was doing life drawing i haven't been for a couple of months because life's been crazy which is an excuse and i need to go back but like when i started off <coughs> i was not good at it at all and like over the course of like the 18 months that i was doing it regularly i got better bit by bit mm -hmm. and didn't really see it happening but if i compare the drawings i did at the beginning to the ones i did you mm -hmm. know the last time i went i'm like well, I mean, these still aren't good, but they're better, right? I mean, it's the, yeah, and I, the question is about the, the idea of, like, if you've got, you know, five or six different projects oh, that yeah. you're interested in, the idea of, of sort of focusing in on one of them. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I think at a certain point, it does have to be, it is, can be kind of a little arbitrary. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, that focus is important. Well, I mean, like, um, but it's like, in some ways, like if you've got, you know, five different projects that you want to do, if there's one of them that you can, where you can see like, oh, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, I was working on, uh, on some stuff for like the overlay and, you know, there's various different um, features that I want to have for it, for the, the Learning Made Live overlay. And that there's various things that I want to do with it. Um, but if you sort of take one aspect of it, mm -hmm. uh, it, or if you can see, you see all those features and you're like, that's a really big part. That's a really big thing. That's going to take a lot of work. This thing's a really big thing. It's going to take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. If I, you know, if, if there's one, one of these projects that you want to do that does have some sort of, sort of quick outcome mm -hmm. where you can sort of do that almost as kind of like a, uh, you know, priming the pump kind of thing. Where you kind of do that and it's like okay. yeah i accomplished something i'm awesome <laughs> maybe i can try <clears throat> you know now i can you know focus on yeah a different thing i think, see like oh go ahead uh, i was just gonna say i think that um try to uh try to narrow your choices and then if you really can't pick between those coin flip because mm -hmm. the most important choice is to start right now mm. i yeah. think it's more it's more important that you get started on something than to allow yourself to be paralyzed by indecision because yeah. that's how your brain tricks you is it doesn't want you to do stuff so it'll be like oh you know let's let's deliberate over all these great options and then yeah. your brain's a bastard and it will do everything in its power to keep you from working um, so you have to trick it the other thing that i wanted to bring up was that there are more than once there is more than one strategy to completing things because I've actually found that I am more productive when I have two or three projects on the go mm. and I can focus on one until I run into a frustration with it and then I can go to a different one and do more work on that. Mm. Interesting. And then kind of like run into a problem with that one or get bored of it and move back to the original one again. There's that. And then, and then I have like, I've, I've, um, taken a break from it, right, in, in a certain respect, right? Like right. I've taken a break from one project to work on another one, so I'm remaining produ productive, but I've, um, 
I'm kind of refreshed when I come back to the first one. Mm. And right. there's that thing where like, if you are stuck on a pro on something like, you know, you kind of hit mm -hmm. a wall, not working on it for a while yeah. can actually be very productive. You know, mm -hmm. your sort of subconscious mind kind of muddles over. Yeah. Or like, <clears throat> yeah, or you stop focusing on the, the thing that's working and you come back to it and you're, like the, the most frustrating thing in the world is like working on a project, running into a brick wall, um, not being able to make any progress, focusing on it for like an hour, going away, coming back, being frustrated, looking at it again after a short break and being like, oh, well, you just do this. this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, and oh, you're like, it's like oh, it's semicolon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, little... yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, yeah I, I used the wrong variable, or I didn't declare a variable. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> right? wah, wah. Like, taking breaks is super important. Um, yeah. And like the, the, the excuse people have when they're doing like late night projects that are due in the morning, mm -hmm. and they find themselves like doing the dishes and sweeping their apartment, and like doing laundry and stuff. That actually is valuable, right? That's not necessarily procrastination, right? So Sometimes you, have a, you actually have a clean house afterwards. Too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Sometimes I mean, you just need just a break. Like, yeah. Take you know a minute to sort of reassess and like mm -hmm. rebuild your super meter and then yeah. like blow it off again. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Everything's a back video off. Game. Lower your shield. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wait till your endurance rallies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smash a pot. Smash a pot. Should All right. Just have like pot smashes. Anywho. All right, you guys ready for your next question? Yeah. We kind of answer. We our answers are kind of like <coughs> a, a cloud Excuse around me. the question. Yeah. yeah. We're answering. Yeah, we're we're answering a lot of questions that are like around the question. I don't know if we're actually answering the question. Yeah, Please enjoy our quantum state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> answers. We're avoiding the actual question and talking about what we want to talk about. <laughs> that, that sounds fair. All right, here here is your next question. What is the best way to surprise someone? Ooh. Now, I think that depends largely on what your objective is. Cash. <laughs> surprise cash. them, with, surprise yeah, them just, with cash. Just with cash. My, Be my, like, here's yeah. five hundred dollars. What? That Bye. would be very surprising. They start mm -hmm. looking around for cameras, mm -hmm. or like a guy hiding behind in an alleyway with like a stick. Yeah, exactly. If you hiding in an alleyway with me, a stick, also a pretty good way to surprise. Cash is really good. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, like, I think my favorite kind of surprises are the ones intended to delight. Hmm. So if you, cash? if you, yeah, yeah cash. cash. Yeah. That that works for everybody. <laughs> but if you if you identify something that they really really like and do it you know, to the 10th power and they don't expect it, they'll be like, oh man, you totally made my day. That's super sweet. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, make friends with somebody, find out what they like, and then just give them a gross of it. Yeah. For no reason. Make friends with somebody. No strings find attached. Find out their weaknesses. Yeah, no strings attached. Find out their weaknesses and then very softly play to them. <laughs> yeah, I, I always liked, like, uh, in terms of surprises that have been foisted upon me, been done to me, like the, as opposed to like giving some, like, you know, like a, I mean, there's sort of a present where it's just like, yeah. oh, hey, I'm going to, I gave you something there wasn't before, but actually like having something like happen, mm. um, that's, that's surprising and also good, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Ferguson is really is good nice. at surprises. Yeah. No, he, yes. He, he also gives incredible gifts. Yeah. Andrew is actually like. A master class in delighting people. It's pretty great. I mean, like, and sometimes entirely unexpected things, like things you didn't know you wanted. Yeah. Like he he came down to YJ one time and was like, "I got something for you." And in his trunk was that neckbeard Dakimakura. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I love this, <laughs> and I had no idea I wanted one. Mm -hmm. But it's now my boyfriend. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think, and what makes Andrew so successful at it is that he listens to people and he's very good at understanding people. Um, he pays attention. He gets you. Mm. And he is utterly unpretentious about his gifts yeah, they're, and they're, his surprises. They, they feel extremely genuine, which mm -hmm. I value. Yeah, he mm -hmm. Andrew, Andrew I, will give I you something because he thinks it's awesome. It's an authentic six foot yeah. tall dick butt. 
Yeah, well, it's, that's and, what's important. Or like when I got the um, uh, the the John Cena dandy in the mail. Yeah. With like, it, the only shame is that like he had to ask me. It's like, hey, did you get anything in the mail? And I was like, I don't know. And I did. I was like, what did you send me? <laughs> and on the box, it was like WWE Enterprise. It's like I know exactly what this is now. <laughs> but it was so cool because it was a present sent to delight me. Yeah. For no reason, with no strings attached. And it was just mm -hmm. like, this is so great. Yeah. I'm not being bought, and he did it because it, it would make me smile. Yeah. Authenticity is, ooh, I love mm -hmm. it so much. And, you know, if, uh, if you really want to surprise someone, and you're desperate, and you know, maybe short of a little cash, uh, hiding the bushes with a hockey mask always works. Yeah, and they'll be so happy to be alive afterwards. <laughs> yeah, although like it'll feel they'll feel like a new lease on life. All, all I can think about though, whenever I hear about like surprises, is the uh, the the video from like a high school where like the AV club is like interviewing this one guy in the hallway. Oh my god! And then from behind them, this guy in a gorilla mask pops up from a garbage can. And it's like dude one shot. Yeah, and the dude just turns around as a reflex and drills him in the head really hard, and he falls back into the garbage can. The lid falls down, and the guy who punched him is like, "Oh!" <laughs> he just runs. Yeah, because he was like, <laughs> it was just brief. It must have been staged because otherwise it was too perfect. Right, it was too perfect. But he just turns around and like, I think he might be dead. <laughs> you just like open it and there's just chum. <laughs> Yeah, like there's there's just the gorilla mask stuck to the wall. As, as yeah, make sure, fall out of it. Yeah, make sure that the person you're trying to surprise doesn't have like real hair trigger reflexes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't try surprising people in open carry states. <laughs> good good advice, Alex. Good All right. Advice. All right. All right. Or concealed carry. Yeah. Really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's just the concealed carry that's scarier. Anywhere with guns. Um, all right. Wouldn't be a loading ready run anything without at least one thing about magic. So. My storage box for white magic cards that don't get binder status is overflowing. What should I do about this? Um, only white magic cards. You should probably purge those in some way because at a certain point, um, your collection just becomes clutter. Yeah, exactly. There's the, um, the, the traditional thing is uh, get somebody else into magic and then be like, oh, you just magic here. As a really generous thing, I'm going to give you all of these cards yeah, that are actually shit. Yeah, your draft shash is kind of like the sourdough starter. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Where like, you know, when you would, in like the 60s or 70s, when you moved into a new neighborhood, your neighbors would show up with like, you know, a, a jar of sourdough starter, which is like a yeast culture that's used for making sourdough bread. Mm. And you'd be like, oh, thank you, now I can make bread. And what you didn't really know was that this was actually a curse. Yeah. Well, it's like it's uh, uh, I think in a podcast we talked the like the like friendship bread. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Graham had that. Yeah, yeah. that that stuff where, where it's like you have to keep mush the bag. You have to keep making it, or else it'll you know stop working, and yeah. it, like just creates more and more. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a it's a it's a yeasty chain letter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a living um, chain letter. Yeah, it's and it's one of those things where you think about it, and you're like, I think. <clears throat> This sourdough culture is actually Earth's dominant organism because it is using us <laughs> as its vector. Yeah, as its substrate. So wow. yeah, magic magic cards are basically the same the same concept. You yeah, uh, yeah uh, I'm sure you received many magic cards when you first joined. Mm -hmm. So the important yeah, find somebody who's just joined and dump them all in that person. Uh, the other productive way I've heard to uh, gift magic cards to someone is to take them to a, um, a shelter. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like a women's shelter, because mm. they will usually have kids. Yeah, often kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the kids yeah. need toys. I'd be like, why are these... <laughs> they need toys that are going to cost tons of money later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can get them. To, you, you hook them real good right there. You hook them real good, and you just like, destroy why these, all those homes. Why are yeah. these only white cards? Oh, dear. But, yeah, the... the well, the one big issue with getting rid of magic cards is they're not recyclable. Yeah. They ha they they cannot be recycled because yeah. of the way they're constructed. So Yeah, because they've got the plastic. The I think the ideal thing is to give them to someone else. Yeah. Um alt, like I, mean, I found Puka Trade is actually surprisingly useful for getting rid of like the dollar. Yeah, tier well things. that'll that'll get your rares, but it's like if you have a heap of uncommons and yeah. uncommons. Yeah. 
that's really hard to ship because I mean, be, retailers yeah. don't want them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your your best bet is actually just finding someone to play with them mm -hmm. and give them. So, yeah. All right, got there. All right, that's how you do it. Are you guys ready for uh, a, a tougher question? Okay. How do you get out of a job you really need to get out of before you lose all creativity? I have a good one for this. Oh yeah. I uh, when I first got out of university after completing my first degree. I got a job working at um, the phone company call center, mm -hmm. and it paid like pretty good money. It was like in the twenty dollar an hour Damn. range, which was also several years ago. Mm. So I mean that was pretty good money. We had a union, so we had good working conditions. Um, I was well trained, and I was in the billing queue, which is the queue that people call get put in when they push the button on their phone when they have a dispute with their bill. Oh no. So I got exclusively people who had been on hold for 45 minutes to two hours. Wow. And were drawing a line in the sand. They had found their hill to die on, and that hill was a 75 cent charge on their phone bill. <laughs> and I was there to be the face of the powerful authority that had been stepping on them their entire life. And now, now, they were going to take their stand against me. Except you actually had no authority in terms of reducing their costs. Yeah, so, so like, <laughs> you were just like in the path of this hobnail boot stamping on a human face forever. I was the hobnail. Oh, that <laughs> oh, was the other way around. Okay, yeah. that's good. Well, yeah. to them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like I was, you know, I was a ridge on the grip of the boot. Yeah. So, you know, I was just right in there. Okay. Like on the front line. Or at least that's what it felt like Rasping a lot of the time. Their nose. Um and one day I was I got to work, I sat down, and I put on my headset, and my finger hovered above the um on call button on the phone. And I got up, took off my headset, quit. Like <laughs> went up went up to my supervisor and I'm like, I'm resigning. And she was like, Are you sure? And at this point, I think I was the second to last person out of my training group who hadn't quit. Mm. There was one person who had lasted longer, and he's still there, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, out of the group of 12 people, I was number 11. <laughs> oh. uh, and she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, okay, I need to go and get the shop steward, and she'll escort you out of the building. Right. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, and it's like that. And I'm like, I'm that's sure that's fair. Sure, you're not. I didn't know about that. Yeah. when I got fired. Yeah, well, I, I didn't take it personally, right? It's just what happens. Yeah, no. Right? Well, the it it kind of blindsided me because I didn't realize what was happening until after. I was like, oh, you don't want me to wreck the joint because yeah. assholes would do that. Yeah, exactly. I get it because I um, I was like, can I clear out my desk? And they they sort of gave me this look because I was like, I just want to take my things. I don't what. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, we'll supervise you. And it was about halfway through getting my pens and shit. I was like, yeah, yeah, they don't want you stealing like a computer or something. I and guess. I was like, haha, jokes on them. I took all your fonts and logos already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and what? So, like, moral of the story, uh, the actual like answer to the question was, I just quit one day because it was intolerable, um, and. I went to the bus station mm -hmm. and bought um, one of the month-long bus passes that are unlimited and got on a bus. Ooh. And mm -hmm. I think I turned around and went home when I got to Ottawa. Wow. The real, like, uh, uh, just <laughs> coming, to, coming to the end of your rope and just being like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I got to get out of here. Yeah. I feel uh, like I had a similar experience. Uh, working in home oh, hardware. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, and like the the uh, the event that catalyzed it um, was after about I, I think I had worked there for about four months, and a couple like the it was a few days before I quit. But I was talking with uh, one of the one of the 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 older women who worked in the same job, and she had been an operator way back in the day, and now this was where all the operators were, and like all the older people who worked in the building were like just these cast iron, unyielding women, right? <laughs> who had been working this job for like 20 years and they were all awesome. 
and they did they they had been completely depleted of fucks <laughs> decades <laughs> before shit proof people yeah, yeah utterly shit proof people who did not have time for your bullshit and like i was talking with one of them in the in the break room and she's like i see you here and i like you and you remind me of me when i was your age <laughs> and like she said Run so away. when when <laughs> yeah it was like one of the things where you're she's like anyway get the trick I found was I went home every day after work and I cried for like 45 <laughs> minutes. And after doing that for about a year, I didn't mind anymore. <laughs> I was like, I have to get yeah. out of here. I have to get that, out of here. That's actually, that, that's a good, wow. that's a good indication. If your coworkers give you like a quick tip, it's like, hey, quick tip, go home, cry for 45 minutes every night. It really helps with this whole process. It's like, you know what's that's, my favorite pick-me-up? I just grab a pencil and I jam it right into my yeah, thigh. That's an indication that maybe this job is not a... Yeah. Yeah. God. Uh, and I think, like, with the advice of how do, how do I choose and start a project, how do you quit a job that's killing you? Do it! Just do it. Yeah. I just... We cut to the gif of the the uh, the early uh, ejection seats where mm. you'd pull the sheet over your face <laughs> and you just yeah. And I realized that also like this is not a financially responsible decision. No, but um, sometimes you have to. Yeah, it's like there's there's finances and then there's yourself, yeah. which is also important. And yeah. it's just like, what good is all the money if you? Don't want to be alive. Yeah, I think. I think we have a friend who could talk in more detail about making that decision. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know why I said that because that begs the question of oh, I wonder who it is. Um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. I interrupted you earlier. No. I. Yeah. So just. It, is there any question here that we can't answer with like Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> do it. Just yeah. do it. The, the how do you hide a body question, we probably don't want to answer with that. Hide it, feed it to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Actual cannibal, cannibal Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Oh, man. Are right, you guys ready for your next one? Yes. All right, I got a bunch here from one person. I'm just going to choose one of them, and I'm going to go with, for new content creators, do you think that consistency of schedule or consistency of quality is more important? I think scheduling Schedule. is the generally agreed upon one. Build it and they will come. Yeah. Like, it, I've seen a lot of amazing projects. They're like, this art's great, and I have no reason to check because they never fucking update. Yeah, like, for, uh, uh, what's the webcomic that uh, is amazing when he updates it every six years? Perry Bible Fellowship? Uh, well, Perry <laughs> Bible Fellowship, and... Um, what does it look like? Uh, it's the one with the two cats. VG cats. VG cats. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, it reminds yeah. me. I haven't checked that in a really long time. Yeah, he's exactly. Got, like, a new comic, right? Um, yeah, he. You know, the the quality is good, but well, if you never update, people will stop checking. Yeah, and like that comic was really good when I last read it. Yeah, and and, and five and, years ago. Exactly. And I mean, going back to to the whole uh, uh, project thing, you know, forcing yourself to do something on a consistent basis will naturally lead itself to increasing the quality yeah it's like mm -hmm. if you if you if you have something for people to look at so like even once or several times a week mm -hmm. they will keep coming back to see yeah. see what's new yeah and like yeah i think paul you're absolutely correct there like if you stick to a consistent schedule and produce things regularly the quality will it, it will yeah. happen yeah yeah so well, that was one we answered unambiguously yeah. Good, All right. good job. Good hustle team. Ting -ting. All right, what about this but one? But then on the other hand... Oh, my God, Paul. <laughs> this reminds me of... <coughs> All right. Uh, I, again, I'm not sure about your experiences, but I'll ask the question. What's the best way to keep a long-distance relationship going? Does anybody actually have, of you three, any... Um, I do not. I uh, did for a while. So you then I GTFO'd. So you might not be the best for the answer that is what you're saying? Yeah, probably not. I like I know Graham and Kathleen for a long time and they just worked real hard at it. Yeah. yeah. Um Erica Mullen actually has a comic strip mm -hmm. about exactly that. Oh, okay. Um, about maintaining long distance relationships as far as like actual like communication and romance and sex. Mm -hmm. Um on her blog, uh Ojoy Sex Toy. Um so I don't know if we have the link to it, but 
that's a resource that I know of. Yeah. Because she made it work with Matt for a long time, and then now they're mm -hmm. together. I don't you think, could, you I don't say, think that's how that works at all. You could that is say, exactly how it works. You could just say, now they're together. You have to do with the uh, whole... The pantomime is more fun. Yeah, but like I, I think the takeaway that I've heard from people who have been in successful long-distance relationships, you have to commit, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, yeah. but it's worth it. I think you also want to have um, an idea that it's not going to always be a long-distance relationship. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I personally have never been in a long-distance relationship, but I know a few people who have. And the ones that have ended up working out are the ones that knew that knew not only knew that they would eventually be back together but sort of had an idea of when that would be yeah. like a plan a, yeah. at least a plan to make that happen it was like a temporary if you thing. just if you just start a relationship apart or something happens and you you find yourself apart if you don't have an idea of when you might be back together it's probably not going to work yeah. and it's also well, just completely unfair to both you and your partner yeah and i mean yeah that's very very difficult to yeah, you have to be able to visualize a future, mm. right? Like um, the uh, in in the Inferno, the archway, the entrance to hell is inscribed with the words "Abandon all hope," right? So, like that. that <laughs> Sorry, how does that, this relate you know, like, <laughs> to no, relationships? That, that's the, the relationships that's, are like the malbolge. That's, that's the definition of hell for Dante, right? Was was having no future, mm. having no hope for the future, right, or that okay. anything could ever be better, right? And you have to be able to have a, a vision for a better future and hope for a better future in mm -hmm. order to want, in order to make that happen, right? Like uh, Noam Chomsky once said, like, um, if you believe there's no hope, then there will be no hope, right? I mean, that's kind of the mechanism by which hope functions. Yeah, like hope isn't just like, hope and optimism isn't just a blind, naive thing. It's a strategy for making a better world. Yeah. I mean, it's also a strategy for making you do things that will make that happen. Yeah. I just said the same thing, only more explicitly. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, we have ourselves another magic question. Although oh, you could you could turn this into uh, general life advice, which is, uh, I've been in a year-long bad play slash losing streak with magic. How do I pull myself out of it? I wish I knew what format this was, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Crush nerds. <laughs> it's, I mean, with magic, you do, I mean, there is that, that RNG aspect of magic, yeah. right? And, you know, there was, uh, I remember, it's not, not magic, but I remember in D&D, &D, I was on a, a streak with my dice, mm -hmm. where literally the DM was like, are you sure your dice aren't, like, gimped in some way? Yeah. That... The, and it, he's he's like happen. he's like sometimes like some he he was he was like just trying to be a friend. He was like sometimes yeah. dice are messed up. Yeah, because yeah. you know they're come out of thing. And I'm like, no, I've had these dice for a long time. Mm -hmm. They go both ways. <laughs> like it happens. Oh. <laughs> and you know, sure enough, sort of ended. But I I have two things about this that are similar. Um, a friend of mine had always had bad roles playing D and D. Yeah. So in one campaign, he made a character that removed die rolls from the character. Mm. He was like, I am removed, I am taking every opportunity to, to eliminate the RNG right. when I play this character. So he played a wizard that, I forget which school he took, but there is one school that has very few rules nice. or that ships the rules to the DM. I think it was illusions, <laughs> right. actually. Right, because it's all resistance. Yeah, all resistance. Right. So he's yeah. like, I am not rolling any dice with this character. I like it. Um, and I mean, so in the he, context of magic, that would probably so, be like just play Manila Stretch. <laughs> yeah, play Manila Stretch or play uh, decks that are just extremely like consistent or that play like eight copies. Like, yeah, that, like that play like, you know, you have um, copies one through four because you're allowed one play set. And then you play copies five through eight of a card that is functionally similar. Yeah. Right. And you try to eliminate <clears throat> um, the variability from the deck. Um, the other story that was similar was uh, back when I played Warhammer, there was a guy in our group who had notoriously awful luck. Like, this was a guy who could pick up a handful of, like, 20 dice, roll them, and get 40 ones. 
<laughs> right? Like the, that isn't an exaggeration. He would do that again and again and again, no matter no matter the dice roll. Like up. luck doesn't exist. This guy had awful luck. <laughs> and what he did was again he tried to eliminate RNG from his from his games, but he he also was like, I looked at the lists where I had success, and I looked at the lists where I was failing, and I got rid of the lists where I was failing. Mm. And I focused on what works and built a list around that. And then I looked at what works in that and I focused on that again. And he went through multiple iterations of looking at what worked and he eliminated the things that didn't work. Yeah. And just like... So like I, I don't know what format it is that they're talking about and mm -hmm. it, it could be a deck building thing. I, mm -hmm. you know, I avoided the glib answer of how many lands are you playing? Uh -huh. um, but seriously, like... I don't know if you've been running the same deck or if like you've tried several different decks. Um, mm -hmm. Like, just maybe try mixing it up, try different strategies, try different lists, try different yeah. cards. <clears throat> and the other thing is, uh, you know, he's talking about that not only just random stuff, but also misplays and things. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the biggest thing with misplays is, and it's, it's I mean, it's really hard. You know, everybody struggles with it. Uh, but it's just not to do you know as as much as possible don't let the misplays cascade right? yeah and rattle well, you that's, yeah that's exactly how they fr kill you frustration is the biggest cause of misplays yeah because then um, you, you get frustrated and you start trying to play faster or you get mad at yourself because you did something dumb you try you gotta you gotta just you know calm down and keep that you know keep keep the uh, uh, in your mind, you know, know that, you know, know how that you can play this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> ultimately, I think on, it is just a game. On on stream, we misplay far less <clears throat> uh, than we do in person, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I feel that's the case, right? Like I, I will I will be on stream with somebody, like streaming Magic with James or Graham, and I will like be thinking of the play I want to do, and we will talk it through. And chat is like 30 seconds behind us, right? So we'll see chat, you know, in the future. Right. But just the act of talking it out mm. reduces it, right? So don't be afraid to take time. And like, obviously you can't talk about Play it. Play two-headed giant. Like you can't talk about it <laughs> at the table, but don't be afraid to take like 10 seconds or even five seconds to think about your plays, Yeah. right? Like there is a clock. But not the that clock type gives clock. you an hour, yeah, per round for a reason, right? <clears throat> like, don't be afraid to like you. The clock is present. It is not nearly as constraining as you think it is. Yeah, and I like, mean, if if making decisions does still stress you out so much that you can't hack it, um, play a deck that doesn't require a lot of decisions. Yeah, or I mean, no deck actually plays itself. Yeah. But there are decks that have a much more straightforward strategy, just like mm -hmm. ramp, ramp, donkey, yeah, kill. The other thing that can be good, uh, you know, if you've sort of lost a bit of your confidence with magic stuff, is you know playing some, you know, just a lot, you know, trying to go into this like playing some real fun stuff, mm -hmm. you know, just playing like, uh, you know, pack wars or, mm -hmm. uh, or playing with like pre-gen decks or. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some kitchen table stuff. Just, just, you know, play stuff where the stakes are basically nothing. Yeah. Right? Just to, you know, just to get more kind of relaxed about it. Mm -hmm. Rediscover the that, joy of the game. That can help, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I've found that a lot of my losses in games come when I get overconfident. Mm. Um, mm. So it's probably useful to always remember that every opponent in Magic is dangerous. Yep. And they remain dangerous until they are dead. One is not zero. Yep. All right, you guys ready for your final question? Oh, boy. We're going to end on a very serious question. Oh, no. Hmm. What's the best way to get a swallow to carry a coconut? See what I did there? Mm. I tricked you. I surprised you, in fact. Put uh, uh, spread peanut butter on it. <laughs> Watch a film other than Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> Several roids. films have been made since that film roids, was made. Roids, 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 pigeon roids, or well, swallow roids. Isn't okay. When was Holy Grail made? Was it 
80... It was a long time ago. 82, 83? I feel like it might even be a 70s movie. Well, yeah. It's probably 80s, but it could be 70s. I I'm don't actually know. How old I'm a fake is nerd. Is it 40 years old? Is it? It was made... Oh, seriously? 1975. It's over 40 years old now. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Don't get me wrong. It's still a good. good. It's a, it's yeah, a good still movie. great. Very good. But... Um, uh, uh, how do you get a swallow to carry a coconut? Yeah, can. I like the peanut butter one. Uh, I like just duct taping it to the swallow. Mm-hmm. Make oh. sure, make sure it's the big swallow though. Threaten yeah. its family. Yeah, exactly. Um, just like ask, put, stuff a gun into the nest and just be like, yeah, shit could happen, man. Yeah, pick up the co- pick it up. Dress, pick it up. Pick it up. Dress up the, the coconut, coconut up as a you know a sw- a very attractive a swallow. A very attractive swallow of the opposite gender. Or the preferred gender. Yeah, the preferred gender. <laughs> a swallow. That, that's, like uh, that's like the Bugs Bunny method. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. You just, like, have all the, like, their eyes turn into hearts and they, like, suddenly become anti-gravity. Yeah. And they just, like, pick it up. Yeah. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick up the gun. I'm crazy, man. I could do anything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We hope that our terrible advice was uh, in some ways useful to you. Mm-hmm. I hope that, yeah, I hope that it was useful, if not useful to the actual person who asked the question. Uh, I hope that some of the things that we talked about while we were not answering people's questions uh, were useful to other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked around a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So we hope you have enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> It's less, yeah, less advice lure and more lure uses your questions we, as a jumping off point. We to taught about them things. how to avoid giving a direct answer. Yeah. So everybody's going to have a Important great political advice. career. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, so thank you very much for watching and listening uh, or one or the other or both. Uh, and uh, as always, this podcast is brought to you by all you awesome people supporting us on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash LoadingReadyRun. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, uh, help us out there, or you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, or uh, on subscribe to this channel on YouTube, and leave us comments about uh, maybe if you have some advice for these People who uh, we didn't give very good advice to, uh, feel free to put that in the uh, comments in the YouTube page. Ooh, yeah. Uh, maybe they will come and read the question. Maybe they will come and read it and uh, actually get some useful information. So, talk to you next week. Bye.